right, hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show, hey, Monday. Monday night. You're feeling like you're wrong? Come to work this morning, got up this morning, went to work, and now you're over here nursing it off, doing what you're doing. You feel like you're wrong? <laughs> hope not, I hope you're not. That would suck. That would suck if you got home and you're like, ugh, jeez. Let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. Uh, could you imagine it? Can you imagine how you might be able to do it better? I mean, if there was a a magic solution, maybe a couple steps you could take that would actually kind of clean it up a little bit, give you a little more time, maybe give you a little more breathing room financially, maybe give you a little more energy, kind of start getting excited about why you're doing about your existence, about what you do every day. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. As it turns out, and you'll 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 see the truth in this by the time we get done talking, but as it turns out, you've been given a kind of a screwed up plan. See, the reality is we kind of got this idea in our head that everything we do is designed to make us happy. But if that were truly the case, given the history, because we all seem to be doing exactly the same thing, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, well, we should be happy. And uh, the truth is actually that we're not. I mean, let's face it, go sit in traffic with someone. Now, now, mind me, this is really where it kind of gets ridiculous, right? When we're talking about what if we're wrong. You get up in the morning and you rush out of your house and you go into a, place yourself in a situation that you hate, that, that causes nothing but anxiety within you, and then you go to work and you do this job. And, and again, a source of pretty good anxiety. It's not like you're all hyped up like you're going skiing or something. It's definitely different than that. Then you run home and you go through the same steps and, and we repeat that cycle every day for five days in a row. What if you're wrong? What if this whole time you could have actually been, yes, you'd have still been working, you've still been getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, but you're not getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning so you can go work so you can give all your money away and not have any money for yourself, not have any ability to make choices because that's really what the whole dynamic of existence comes down to how many choices do you have available to you based on your decisions and let's face it if you have more money you have more choices the less money you have the less choices you have so hypothetically let's go ahead and take you down down a little trail we'll tell a little story here now so imagine just hypothetically if you could do anything right now that you're currently not doing. There's something that you've got cooking in the back of your mind, something that you've thought about, you've dreamed about, maybe you've told your friends about that you that you wouldn't mind doing. What's stopping you from doing it? What's stopping you from doing it, from accomplishing that, from being able to come back and say, tell your friends, yeah, that was even cooler than I dreamed it would be, right? What's stopping you from doing that? Because you're wrong. Because what you're doing will not take you to that. Now here's the funny part about this. This is really the important part of this whole story, so listen up. Here's the deal. You're going to wake up today and you're gonna, or tomorrow and you're going to do exactly what you did today and you're going to bust your ass and there's going to be shit you have to figure out and there's going to be stuff you might have to learn and it's just going to go and go and go and go. You'll never stop being that way. You'll never stop waking up to that. But you can plug in some cool shit. I mean, imagine how cool it would be. You go to your job, you do your job, but then when you get off, you go hang out on your sailboat 
in the bay, you're moored and you got a little dinghy that you take into town and your job happens to be bartender. Your job happens. I mean, what's wrong with it? I mean, the locals don't have a retirement. They seem to be doing all right. Could you imagine how good you could live, how much amazing, how amazing you could live if you could just separate yourself from all your shit? No, not the stuff. Not the stuff. Let's talk about it. What if you're wrong? What if you will actually never never buy the thing that makes you so happy you never have to buy another thing in your life? What if that's not exactly how it's going to work? What then? What then? What if you're wrong? I look around and I and I was there, man. I had boxes and boxes of shit and tools. and I had to run to the store. I'd buy shit. I'd bring it home. You know why that is? It's because I needed it all. Because I'm doing really well and I don't have any of it now. So apparently it was kind of a Kind of a, a misplaced idea, uh, uh, something I just simply believed, right? They told me it. I got rid of all that stuff, and all of a sudden, now what do I do? Well, I do stuff like this. Why? Not because I have to, because I, I like the challenge. I like to challenge myself. I like to keep my mind busy thinking about why the hell I'm here and how I can make it better. And as, I guess since I'm here, it make, makes sense to me. Might as well share it with you. I mean, what the hell? What the hell? Let's settle back in. Let's talk about some things you might, you might just consider when you're making choices. Because the last thing we want you, want you to do is to end up being wrong. I think I talked about the Bible and about the God thing, right? Because there, there are a lot of people that run around and they're like, "Oh, you know, God," and it's and, and Amen, and they're they're reciting scripture and they're doing all this and they're all do, doing all that, and then. But if you really look at what they're actually doing, and, and we've all been there, right? Are you are you sure you're you're on track for heaven? I mean, really, are you sure you're on track for heaven? How many how many nights do you sit around the table talking shit about somebody you don't know because of somebody you don't know? Oh, they're just ran and raving, had a few, and now you're over there on your on your on your on your platform, on your pedestal over there, ranting and raving, you raising hell about them or those and then. And then Sunday morning you get up and you go to church and tell God, I'm just like you. Really? <laughs> really? Really? High, high, high and mighty, I'm better than you. I don't know. You know, it, I, I, I think it would be, take, it takes quite a bit to be better than anyone. As long as you got the, the ending, at, at that ending, you know, that thing called death, at the, at the, at the, at the outcome of all you do, eh, it kind of le- levels the playing field a little bit, doesn't it? Kind of levels the playing field. You you drop out, I drop out. We need, none of it existed, right? It's gone. Oh. What if you're wrong? That's a scary. That's a squ- scary, scary question. What if you're wrong? What if you should have said hi to that guy you didn't know? Can you imagine? Can you imagine there's a family grocery store at say. International grocery store in Carbondale, Illinois, and it's in a little strip mall there. And, and the husband and the wife had had it for 30 years, and they died in a car accident. Can you imagine how many nights their children wake up and wish that they had one more conversation with their dad? How many nights that daughter wakes up and wishes she had stayed and brushed her mom's hair or just sat and had another cup of tea? What if you're wrong? 
What if the most important thing in the room is not your phone, but the people that you love, that sister that you only get to see once in a while, that brother that you only get to talk to on the phone? See, the funny part about this whole story is I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to figure out how to say it so that you'll listen to it because it's important for you. You see, what's funny about it is the world is looking at me like I want attention. I don't want attention. I got what I want. I'm waking up every day doing whatever the hell I want. I don't have to care about what anyone thinks because it doesn't have any, doesn't get any plan in my life. Cancel me. Whatever. There's so many things to do. I'll turn it to art. I'll turn it to oil. I'll turn it to public speaking. Hell, what the hell, right? You're chasing a path. You're, you're headed down a path. And, and you're, you and your partner, and, and when you look at any aspect of your life, whether it's your relationship or how you are as a parent or how you are as an employee, you're, you're headed down that path. And there are ways to make that path better. And if the path is just unbearable, if you're just getting beaten up at every turn and it's just one obstacle after the other, the other option that you might have, and I'm just throwing shit out there for the world, right, because I don't want to get canceled. Um, why don't you pick a new path? And just, 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 just let me just back up here. I want to back up here because I want to make sure there's no confusion about the message. All right, the universe is the universe, and I don't actually believe I'm going to change the outcome on anything. I think the masses, if we don't do it together, it won't get done at all. So in other words, if, if we're looking at living a life that's filled with good, then the, the one thing we have to accomplish as a mass, you just like me, I don't care where you're from, is to wake up every day and impart good. Because what that will do is that will flood the universe, and by flooding the universe with good, by doing things for your neighbors and engaging and starting to become cohesive and getting to know each other, when, when storms come, you'll be able to huddle together and you'll be able to keep it together. If there was anything we're looking at right now, I think we've been scattered. Not physically, but just scattered. We've been separated. We're different than each other. What if that's wrong? What if our kids should be talking to old people because there's a lot to learn? You can stand at the combination, at the lock to the safe with a million dollars of your life in it, and you can sit there, turn the dial, turn the dial, turn the dial, but you could also just turn around and ask the old man sitting next to it. Hey, do you have the combination of this? Yeah. Oh, wow, that was friggin' cool. Easy. I wake up every day, and I, the first thing I do is I talk to God, and I say, thank you. I thank the universe. I thank whatever. I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm, I'll be all. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, club, a member of all, right? It doesn't matter to me. If you're kind, you're good, and it's all about helping each other and trying to elevate ourselves in this thing that we have called life, make it better. I'm all in for that. That doesn't matter, right? And I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I, I woke up this morning. My biggest, my biggest burden that I carry right now is that I've been sick. And you probably can't tell because I am just beating up my vocal cords right now. I've been on the mic for about five hours tonight just trying to do a good job, just trying to make sure that I'm good at what I do. I don't want to waste your time over there sitting there going, oh, yeah, he sucks. I know that, that it's possible. It is definitely possible, right? I don't want to be wrong. There's another side to this. Can you imagine how bad you're going to feel if you get to the end of your life 
And right about you get to the end of your life, there is something you realized that you could have done and you wish you had done, but you didn't do. And you know, even more sad than that is when you look at that and the reason you didn't do it isn't because you were out having other fun. It's because you was working. And the reason you was working is so you could have this stuff that you had to collect and pay for and build and spend time on so you couldn't move. And of course, you were like everybody else, so that was pretty comfortable for you. And then eventually you got too old for that, too tired for that. The kids didn't want your shit. They didn't want your boards stuck in the attics and the rafters and all that shit. They threw that, all that shit away. They moved you into a little house with everyone else like you. And uh, hmm, there you go. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an opinion on whether there's anything wrong with it. It's not, it's not my plan. I'm going to hit the gym every day when I get back to it. I think I'm going to probably start back. Next week, I'm going to give myself another week just to kind of get into this thing. But I'm heading back to the gym. Why do you suppose I'm doing that? Because maybe what would happen, do you suppose would happen if I got this idea that it was okay just to sit around and put on extra weight? and I, You know, I can eat what I want. I can eat what I want. Sure you can. If you have to run to the hills because all hell's breaking loose. What if you're wrong? What if it's not okay for you to be out of shape? What if you're wrong? What if being out of shape and tired and, and weak is not just a part of aging? It's just the choice we make that takes us there. Now that would suck, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine there are actually 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds who can sit on the toilet, move around, drive, and they just happen to just die someday of a heart attack or a, a stroke. It's just over, right? But there was nothing wrong with them. I'm telling you, uh, when, if you're alive, it's not a time to give up. If you're alive, it's not a time to give up, and that's what we're seeing. Let's talk about let's talk about the big picture. Let's talk about how you wake up every day, and how you come to the decisions and the choices you make. You ready for it? All right. So let's go ahead and look at this thing. How? Um, look at it tomorrow. If there was anything you would change about tomorrow, what would it be? Just take your, give a minute, give a minute. Think about it. What would it be? Make your relationship better, not be so hard at work. Maybe find a better job. Maybe just become committed to something beyond where you are right now. I mean, those are all options, right? Those are all things you could potentially do. The question is, why aren't you doing that? Because you're busy doing all this stuff. You're busy doing what everyone else is doing. And why are you doing that? It's because, well, that's what you do, right? That's what, I mean, come on, that's what it is, right? That's what you do. All right? Where? What if you're wrong? What if you're not going to wake up at the end of your life and look back at the fact that you mowed lawn every Saturday like everyone you know, that you didn't get enough fishing in, that you didn't spend enough time laughing with your wife because you're too busy working, paying for all your shit, you don't know a day when you wasn't in debt until the day you retired, and then it wasn't long after that shit started going south. You waited to retire, your ass is tired, your joints are aching, your knees are bad, you're fat, and you just want to just kind of stop. You're done. What if you're wrong? What if the whole idea about retiring and waiting until you're young, and of course, the big thing is this. Here's, here's the issue I have. And I don't want to get in anybody's business about it. You make your own mind up. But I'm just going to go ahead and demonstrate something here. I want you to see something here. So let me ask you a question. Is debt a good thing or a bad thing? Simple enough. Debt a good thing or a bad thing? Most people would say, well, debt's a bad thing. We shouldn't be in debt. 
All right? You know, that's just the general consensus. You know, when it says, hey, listen, I think it'd be a good idea if you go out there and get yourself in debt, get right up to your neck where you don't have any room at all, right? Most people aren't going to say that's a good thing. Now, here's the contradiction. Are you in debt? Are you in debt? And that's where people start going, oh, mom, mom, mom. oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. And if you push the subject, if you push the issue, they get pissed off. They'll be like, I get, I screw you. I don't, I don't have to answer your questions. What are you, a freaking reporter? Right? They just get all in your ass about it. You know why we're not in debt? Because none of us know what it feels like to be debt-free. You have no idea how liberating it is to wake up every day, like my wife and I, and we're sitting here going, okay, we could potentially, I mean, this is the story, if we were inclined, we could potentially pack our shit up in a U-Haul trailer and leave. And we wouldn't have to even look back. We wouldn't be tied to anything. We'd go find us another place to live somewhere else, get set up, get things organized, find us another spot, and... We would be no worse or better, no better, no worse or better off, right? We would be just fine. I could stop doing this podcast. I could stop doing all the shit I'm doing. I could go get me a job, go back to work. My life would be the same. Why? Because you wake up every day, and chances are you bring shit home. And but here's a peculiar thing to that, right? Why is it that we never get it satisfied? We got this scratch, we go out, or this itch, we go out and we walk around stores, we're like, well, I got to get something. You almost feel this urgency. You're getting ready to leave, you're like, I got to get something, got to buy something, got to get something, right? You know what that is? That's the hunter-gatherer. It's inbred in every one of us. It's part of our nature. It is part of our DNA to be hunter-gatherers. We are always going to be on the quest for something more, something better. And you know where the problem is? We ain't out doing anything that occupies enough of that time. That We ain't out doing enough to consume that energy. So what happens? Well, you just buy, buy yourself some stuff. I never imagined it would happen, but I'm sitting in a place right now where Christmas is coming, and I have one or two things I'm looking at, but it's, it's purely a function thing, right? For me, I need a boom for my microphone, and the reason I need a boom for my microphone is I've started playing my guitar and singing, and it's working out pretty good, but the... the, the Studio configuration doesn't exactly work for me. I need to get that boom out away from the computer, right? Just a little bit. Get some more distance, right? But for the most part, I'm not dreaming about fancy trucks. I don't look at other people's lives and go, whoa, I wish I had that. And why is that? Well, it's because it's cool as hell being right where I am. It's cool as hell. I tell My, my wife tells me, I think I need this. Well, go get it. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to spend it. But remember when you lived when you backpack that's a great way to start and then Sandy and I lived in an RV for for four uh for 7 years full time sold out sold everything got rid of all the shit and just went ahead and did it full time, right? Wrote a book about it. Living and traveling in an RV, the ultimate survival guide, go check it out. Want to know the reality of how to prepare for it? I want to write a a, a sequel to it talking about the after 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 the fact, the, the rear view mirror look at it, right? If you're looking for a place to get inspired, if you're looking for a place to draw 
the kind of energy that only comes when you're in that perfect place, when you're with the people you want to be with for the right reasons and you just can feel every bit of it. You're like, don't ever end. Don't ever end, right? That's what we're talking about here. That's all I'm talking about. It doesn't have to feel bad. You know how you fix it. You start making it feel good. Because within every bad situation, every situation that you can't seem to stand, there is a way to smile. That's the funny thing about it. I bet you can find pictures of in Auschwitz of, of prisoners, of Jewish prisoners smiling. Why? Because the light is always there. The light is always there. You can't put, you don't put the light out. People can do whatever they want to your body. They can't do anything to your mind. You are you are the master of that. And when you wake up in the morning and you face what you face every day, you're in charge of that. And it's okay. You'll 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 do a really really good job. I know you're going to do a really good job. But it's only going to happen if you step up. It's only going to happen if you step up and say, "You know what? I think I can. I think he's right." You know, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a badass. Screw that. I don't have to put up with that shit. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to wake up in the morning early. I'm going to stop doing the bullshit I'm doing and making excuses. I'm going to get up early, and every day I'm going to ask myself how I can make it better, and I'm going to do it. And no matter what anybody says, they tell me I'm crazy. That's how I'm going to tell. That's how I'll know I'm the right track. It's not this, it's not this magical superpower. Or it's not mystical. It's not voodoo. You shut your noise, the noise off. You just start looking at you and start saying, Hey, Chris, what do you like? Well, I kind of like ice cream. makes me fart, though. Kind of like ice cream. I, I kind of like great conversations. I love talking to people who are smarter than me. And that's easy because everybody is smarter than me. I love learning new things. I love... Uh, I'm afraid of crowds. i got to tell you that. i got a little bit of... I've got a cautious respect for crowds. Any place there's a collection of people that don't have a ready a, a way out, right? It's kind of a, I don't like bottlenecks at all, but, um, but I do enjoy people. I, I am scared to death of social settings, but it doesn't take me long to warm up. Let me tell you this. I will tell you this. This is funny. Talking about, talking about what if we're wrong, right? So... I, you're going to go through anything I've ever said, and part of the complaint I have is a simple one. It's that uh, we're not looking at, you, at each other. We're not engaging each other. I go in the grocery stores, and everybody's eyes down, and they avert their, their, their gaze, and, and it just breaks my heart. And the reason it does is because we are, we are absolutely all we got. That person standing in that store... That's that's that, that's all who you got. If shit goes south in that store, that's who you got. That makes sense for you to say hi. Hey, which, uh, my name's Chris, by the way. I come in here all the time. You work here? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, what's up? Not everybody's the enemy, but of course, the fear thing has kind of got us going that way. We have a reason to be afraid. People are afraid. Be honest with yourself. You know how many times you look at someone you don't know and you're like, mm, mm, no, I don't talk to them. Mm, mm, no, no, don't don't go by them. Mm, mm. Just like you, a dad, three kids. No one socializes anymore. We've got the substitute. We've got the substitute, the social media. I mean, nothing feels better than that, right? 68 likes, 70 likes, right? There you go. What if you're wrong? What if it was a literal... What if it was a literal waste of your time? 
to be spending three hours a day on social media. But if you look back, you're going to be 65, 70 over there nursing your third heart attack. You're going to look back and you think about all the friggin' time you spent on social media ranting and raving about people that disappear. You don't really know them. They're your friends, but they don't take your phone calls. You want to talk about something that pisses me off? Or just, it just, no, it's just exemplary. It doesn't really piss me off. It's just exemplary of the behavior that we have de- developed, right? I got, I got 500 friends on Facebook. I've got a list, a call list of friends of mine on my scheduler. And I call them on the holidays. And do you know how many calls I get missed? No one calls me. No one, calls. We know, we, no one says, hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Because you're not going to get that from, from a five-line quick, quick comment, right? You're not going to get that from some picture of me. Because I'm not going to show you me doing crap. And besides that, I kind of want to hear your voice. Mm, maybe we should change it. Maybe we should change it. Maybe we should decide. All right, all right. I see what's happening. I see what's going on here. Let me go ahead and think about this a minute. All right. All right. So if we are not, if we're not connected, then we're not a cohesive group. We don't become responsible for each other. We don't become engaged with each other. We don't begin to rely on each other in areas where we might need help. Right. We don't. We don't understand that we are the same and that and that our focus is on the rest of the world. Right. Oh yeah. All right. So maybe we should actually have a conversation and say, Hey, listen. How you doing? And actually invite people in because if you were sitting in a parking lot of a of a grocery store and a storm came through and blew a tree on your car and you happened to be sitting in it, it wouldn't be bad if you actually kind of the, the people that were standing around actually felt a connection to you because they're going to run over. They're going to run over and you're going to be best of friends from then on. When they save your ass, you're going to know them forever. They're going to be on your Christmas list. You're going to go to dinner at their house. There's all kinds of things that happen when we save the lives of other people, right? That's just that's just innate to what it is, right? So all I'm proposing is really simple. I know this is kind of off the cuff and maybe it's a rebellious kind of, oh man, attitude. But maybe we should just start making friends with them now. Maybe when you jump behind the wheel of your car, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Maybe when you jump behind the wheel of your car, say you're driving like a bat out of hell, pretending you're the only person in the road, that you actually take a look around at the stress on the people around you. I mean, you really want to be nice. You really want to make it so, who the hell, who knows, maybe you can get into heaven. Uh, You could actually say prayers for each one of them. You could actually sit there and look across at them and give them a smile. They're probably not going to shoot you for a smile. They're not going to drag you out of the car by your feet. They're not going to carjack you. You know, you don't have to look mean. You don't have to look scared. You can be engaged and feel good within yourself being in that traffic. Do you know what would happen to that ride? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it would get a hell of a lot better, right? And why don't we do that? We ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for that. We got all kinds of shit to do. We ain't got time for that. Too many things to think about. Too many things to worry about. Really? I don't have I don't have the answers to the world. I don't know why the hell someone in one country decides it's okay to blow the hell out of babies and children and women. And of course, you know, on either side, you can't blame the hate, the anger, the rage, the desire to want them destroyed. I mean, they destroy your life, an entire life gone because some because of what the decision that's made, right? Your baby's gone. What 
if we're wrong? I mean, can you imagine being the guy that pulled the trigger on that, that blew the shit out of an entire apartment building, and then actually standing there in front of God and going, uh, yeah, God, I did. Even more than that, can you imagine the guy that's actually making the ultimate decision, the number one guy, the most powerful guy? Which, according to what most of us believe, he isn't actually the most powerful guy, now is he? He's not the number one supreme commander. Of course, all us Christians, right? All us people who believe in a higher power and judgment. Funny, huh? Wow. So, so um, yeah, so tell me. Um, just St. Peter Standard, he's a little confused. He's kind of pale, and he's like, and he's kind of gasping for breath. He's kind of choking up a little bit, and he turns to God, and he knows the answer. And God said, Psh, Psh. How many, how many, uh, how many murders? How many people do you murder before you don't get into heaven? How many people do you do in the name of greed? How many people do you imprison in the name of greed? How many people do you do you imprison? Hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. Something to think about. What if you're wrong? I, I listen to the. There's a lot of debates, right? There are a lot of debates going on, and it's and it's all bullshit that doesn't matter, right? I mean, they got a there's a there's a great tool. Apparently, there's a system in place, and it works really well. And what it does is it sends us information. We get all caught up on these ideals about shit, and they're really simple, right? They're really simple. Let's just go ahead and let's break some of this tough stuff down because I think we're wrong. I think we might be a little bit off base on this. So let's go ahead and look at the let's look at any big issue like immigration, for instance. Immigration, right? If you Let's just take a look at any given country, any sovereign country, as a as a um, as a yard, because that's basically what it is. It's a place that people should not should not go. Right? It's a place that is it's sovereign. It it it's definitely belongs to somebody. It's not reasonable to think. I mean, given given the way things are set up, right? That if you buy a piece of land. You get to protect that land. You get to make sure you decide who goes on that land and who doesn't go, go on that land. And, and, and just because it's a national issue, you're not, it's not a local issue, and just because the majority of the country doesn't have to worry about this shit. So, of course, we're oblivious. We're busy watching hoo-hahs on TikTok. But it still exists. And again, we fall into this trap where we've been given this doctrine, and it's simple. Uh, you know you've got to call somebody. No, you can't handle your business yourself. You got to call somebody. You got to call somebody from the government or somebody that has the authority to help you. As a kid, it was a teacher. He called Miss Smith. Miss Smith, Billy's kicking my ass again. Right now, now that you're an adult, it's the police, or but you can't handle it yourself. And I keep thinking, wait, 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 wait. According to the Constitution, this is my country, right? I own a piece of land of it, and I'm a citizen, a sovereign citizen of it, right? So why am I sitting around waiting for the government to help me do what it needs to be done? They obviously can't get it done, right? We've been we've been talking about this for a couple of years, I think, haven't we? Different presidents, Democrat, Republican, same conversation, same bullshit, same stalling, ain't really getting nothing done. Hmm. Just an idea. Just an idea. What would happen? What do you suppose would happen if you all of a sudden said, "Hey, Congressman, hey, Senator, listen, I want you to deputize me. I want you to make me." a border patrol and you want to train me and give me access to all of the required equipment and I will conduct under, conduct my duty under the law. What? Yeah. And maybe you could say, well, you know, I'll just go ahead and help you 
I'll help you improve the fences, too. What do you suppose would happen? What do you suppose would happen? I'll tell you what. One of the biggest lessons I ever learned was an ass whipping, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it, uh, training and 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 the ability for us to establish what we expect in our country involves us demonstrating what we expect in our country. And since the government isn't doing it, then the government has an obligation because we we pay their wages, right? These these hopeless individuals who keep telling us that they're going to save us and they're the they're the the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they don't do shit because they're, we're not paying them. You do realize that, right? See, we're not paying them. You're not paying them. You're not, you're not didn't give them $20 million hanging out over there. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what. I, well, we really love what you're doing there. Really like what you're doing. You're, you're building it up. You're getting us where we want to be. I'll see you next year. I'll see you in four years or in two years. Uh, make sure you take care of me, right? You owe me $20 million, right? All right. Have a good one now. doesn't take a fool. It doesn't take a fool to see who, who he's working for, who they're working for. <laughs> not, not to break your heart. I'm not trying to break your heart. It's, come on, it's obvious, right? What if you're wrong? What if the guy we get in office, the gal we get in office, the person we get selected in office does have an agenda? It's to overthrow everything we know about our government. But we're just like so happy that he's like us that we can't seem to see any wrong in it. I mean, he's certainly not the kind of guy you want your kid to grow up to be on either side. And yet here we are. Ooh. No, well, they're doing it. Yeah, they're, they're doing Oh, look over there. They're doing it. Yeah, that's what they, they said. Oh, they don't, that's what we're going to say. Why? Oh, well, you know, because they're saying it's got to be right. Not exactly true. Did you have a rock and roll day? I did. You had the energy to go ahead and sit for four hours and work on the mic, try and figure out how to manipulate this thing so it makes sense, so people will be inclined to tune in. Yeah. I had a great day, and it was all by choice. That's what you're missing out on. I don't know. I'm looking around. I'm thinking to myself, hell, what if you're wrong? All right, all right. Hey, let's go ahead and break this thing out. I think I'm doing a really good job. I, uh, I'm i going to keep working at it because that's what I do. If nothing else, the audio quality is going to get really, really good. That's definitely something that is, has improved and will continue to do so. Hope you're doing well. You you know, you just wake up and you have a choice. You have to ask yourself questions, and, and those questions have to come from within you. If you're not thinking about you and you're spending all your time focused on the world around you and, and making judgments compared on the uh, the world around you, you're probably you're probably falling up short. A big, big board out there, but you got to be smart. you got to learn something. Not everything they tell you is true. Not everyone needs to go to college, and, and going to college and going in debt might be a mistake. There are a lot of stories being told. But if you're wrong, don't be wrong. Hey, listen, my name is Chris Hopkins. As always, I'm going to continue to show up here. I feel obligated to it. I feel compelled to do it. I feel inspired to do it. I hope you'll do the same. I hope you will share it, like it, do whatever you have to do. It's just one guy trying to make sure that I do my part before it all goes away. Until next time, thanks, Chris Hawkins. This is your best life. Be fine.